shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. He loves me, no matter what. And once I understand that God loves me, I can live free from what you think. And what you think cannot put me in bondage. I mean, that's a powerful tool. And the truth is, is about 80% of the Christians alive today don't use the tool. They still live in shame. Shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. What you did. How do you call yourself a Christian? Hmm? Well, God loves me. No matter what. <laughs> call somebody. Think about that. If you could really live free from shame. You realize God loves you no matter what. If you could do that, it would cause you to stop projecting shame on other people around you. And you wouldn't be the one going, what do you mean? You're not reading your Bible this morning. Hmm? I mean, you've done that to your wife and your husband. Why aren't you just going to read the Bible today? Right at the end of an argument. We need to pray. <laughs> oh, I ain't in the right frame. I'd be praying to God right now. <laughs> Jesus. What is that? That's shame. That's shame. Amen? Mm. 
Praise the Lord. We got to understand that God loves me. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Look, your mess and your, your situation doesn't intimidate me. I, I've heard a lot of stuff in this ministry and other ministries I've worked in. It's not, not everybody thinks, well, if you only knew what I've been through, what I've done. Hmm? Amen. I've had people come in and say, Mama's pastor, nobody struggles with this but me. I say, okay, well, as soon as we fix this problem, then we'll have to deal with this lying issue that you have. <laughs> Come on, amen. What is it? That? That's shame. That's shame. And they say, I, I got to tell you something, but you're probably going to freak out. I don't know how I'm going to tell you. And, 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 and listen, there's nothing you're going to tell me that I ain't heard before. And if I ain't heard it before, it ain't going to shock me because that, there's nothing about the human condition that shocks me. We're capable of everything that you can imagine. Otherwise, we wouldn't imagine it. It's part of the human condition. Amen? But when they say that to me, what are they saying? They're saying shame. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that this human condition has had its way in my life. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of my dysfunction. I'm ashamed of this thing. I'm ashamed of this, this burden. I'm ashamed of these people. I'm ashamed. I'm never surprised at how bad this disease gets. It's been running rampant in mankind for 6,000 years and destroying life after life after life. I'm never surprised at how bad this disease gets. Amen? But if I can live a life of no reputation, I can live shameless. I can take away that tool and it'll set me free from the purpose of sin. Amen? Somebody say the purpose of sin. Number two, the second thing about the law of the Spirit in Christ is this. It sets me free from the penalty of sin. Hmm. It sets me free from the penalty of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation. In the Greek literally means there's no punitive damages. There's no punitive damages. There's no legal penalty. So he's saying there's no penalty for those that are in Christ. There's no penalty assessed to you. How I many you know in Romans 3.23 it says the wages of sin or the wages of this disease, the price that you have to pay for letting this disease run rampant in your body is separation from God. It's death. And whenever I miss the mark, death comes into that area of my life. And ultimately, if the penalty isn't paid, then guess what? My disobedience is going to kill me. Hmm? My missing the mark, my disease, it causes ultimate spiritual death. It causes ultimate separation from God. It cuts me away from God. But here's what the interesting thing is. How I view God is the most important thing that I can know. How I understand God, how I, how I see Him, how I view Him in heaven, it's the most important. Tozer said this, he said, the greatest thing I can know about a man is how he views God. What is his perspective on God? Why? Because you behave what you believe. Behavior always follows your belief system. So if I believe God is a condemning judge, then I'm going to live my whole life like this. I read my Bible for an hour. But if I believe that my God is a loving Father and He loves me no matter what, it's like, thanks for still loving me. I know you're still there. Thanks for cleaning me off again. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about? 
Now listen, I know most of you here understand that, and you would say, of course he's a loving father, and he's not a condemning judge, but I just want to look at that for a moment, because the very next thing that we start asking, and we need to understand, is that if God is a loving question, the next question that pops up in our head is, this comes from, you know, growing up in the church. I was telling my mom last night, I said, you know, I always thought God was just mad at me. The reason I quit going to church at 14 years old is because every Wednesday night at youth group, I felt like a heathen and a sinner and a pagan, and I needed to come to the altar and get saved every Wednesday. I just got tired of failing God. It wasn't that I didn't love God. It wasn't that I didn't love Jesus. I just got tired of being a failure. I felt like I was such a letdown to God. I just quit going to church. It led into a whole life of drug abuse and alcohol abuse and partying and trying to find myself and all because of that. I mean, that's really a lot of times why young people just turn away from God. They just feel like they can't make it. They can't do it. They feel like a failure. Amen? But the question that comes up in churches that a lot of times is, is if God is such a loving father, then what about the wrath of God? What about God's wrath? Well, it goes back to your viewpoint of God. How do you view God? Do you really view him as a loving father? Or do you view him as this big being up in heaven trying to get on you every time you mess up? Because if that's the way you see him, that's what you're going to experience in life. Now, how many understand God does have wrath? The Bible teaches that God has wrath. There is an element of God where there's, God is wrathful. But his wrath, listen to me very carefully, is towards sin. It's not towards you. Let me try that over here. It's towards sin. It's not towards you. His wrath is towards sin. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount, or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. The finger of God is not reserved to smash you in the ground or strike you with a lightning bolt or burn you to a crisp. I've met people in the church that really believe that. They live in fear of God and they believe that the fear of the Lord means that we should be afraid of God because He's going to kill us if we don't behave or He's going to punish us. I worked, at a, I worked at a church, it was a Word of Faith church one time, and I walked in there and there was another associate pastor who walked in the office one time just all nasally and had a fever and sick and everything and he walked by me and I said hey how you doing I'm the healed of the Lord <coughs> I 
I said, what's going on? You sound sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> I said, well, something's going on. Well, I left the door open or something of sin, and there was an open door in my life, and the devil got in. Listen, if I've got to worry about keeping doors closed all day long, there's an issue. Because life comes at you hard and fast. I'm knocking doors open and shut all day long. Come on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The wrath of God. They believe that. He's going to kill us if we don't misbehave. God's about to do me in. I'm going to get pneumonia if I don't repent and fast and pray. That is hogwash. That is not scriptural and it's not in the Bible. Mm, Jesus. And that is not the wrath of God. That's not what the Bible talks about when it says wrath. God could do a lot of things with his finger. He's not giving you the finger. He's not giving me the finger. Praise the Lord. Amen. He ain't going to do it. God's wrath was intended to burn out the disease. His wrath was intended to burn out the sin, to kill sin. Why? Because God wants to get rid of the disease that's killing you. Why? Because he loves you. That's what his wrath was for. To kill the sin. Because he loves us. You know, a lot of people think uh, that sin is God's sick and twisted way of seeing if we really love him. You know, that God has sin in the world. Well, if you really love me, you won't sin. I know Christians that live by that. And they live with all these rules and guidelines. And you know what happens to people that live that way? Pretty soon they're in a denomination where they can't wear no makeup and they got their hair pulled so back tight on their head, they don't need no Botox no more. They got a knapsack on. Come on. They walk behind their husband three feet behind him. I'm not kidding. I met some of these people, man. And the wife had to call her husband Mr. by his last name. He asked me one time what time it was. I said, well, you ain't wearing a watch. He said, no. We don't wear watches. I said, well, that's not jewelry. He said, well, I let, one of them, I let my elders and the men have watches one time in my church. One of my elders showed up with a watch with a diamond on it. That was it. I cut it out. I wish you'd get saved, buddy. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Listen, God's wrath was not meant to be punitive. It was meant to be curative. God's wrath was a cure, amen? His wrath is poured out to eat up the disease so sin, so the sin cannot destroy your life, so that the disease cannot destroy your life. It was not, wrath was not intended to destroy you. It was not intended to eat you, amen? It's not a penalty to man. It's a cure for the disease. That's what wrath is. It's a cure for the disease. So what did Jesus do? He took the wrath of God and he took the penalty of sin on himself. So that God's wrath would not be directed at the sin that's in you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. The enemy of God has never been mankind. The enemy of God is sin. Somebody say, it's sin. Listen, if God's running towards you, it's not because He's mad at you. He's running towards you to scoop you up and save you from some kind of a tragedy in your life. He's running towards you to take care of you. 
I've shared this story with you before, but when I was a little kid, we lived in a neighborhood where they were building new houses, and, 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 and next door, my dad told me ten times, don't go over there in the house, you'll step on a nail. He's got a very strong prophetic calling on his life. Don't go over in that house, you'll step on a nail. Son, stay out of there, they're building the house. Now they had the, 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 con the concrete block walls were all up, but they, had put the, they got the trusses up, and they had started sheeting some of the roof, and it was roofing nails. You know, the old kind, they were all made together, like little square heads, real big square heads with a little nail sticking out for the tar paper. All over the concrete. And we, I didn't, you know, I never wore shoes, man, unless we went to school. We just grew up that way, running around barefooted everywhere, playing football barefooted, running down the roads barefooted. We were barefoot everywhere we went. Uh, you know, that's just the way it was. And I went over there as soon as, as, soon as I could. I don't know why I was like that. Don't go over there, you'll step on a nail. It's the first thing I wanted to do. So as soon as they were all in the house doing something, I went out the front door and I stood in the front yard and I looked at that house. I ain't going to step on no nail. What's he talking about, step on a nail? He went, I went over there and I started walking around. That's a nice. Wow, that's kind of cool how they put them trusses up there. On my foot, stuck on my foot. I noticed there was this square thing stuck on the bottom of my foot, and then about that time I felt something. My mouth dropped open, and the screaming started, and the crying started coming. I come out of the house, man, like they had chopped my leg off. <laughs> Dad, the front door opened on the house. Dad come running out, and here I come across the yard. And he came running towards me. And you know, the first thought I had was not he's going to come beat me silly for stepping on a nail. I mean, the first thought I had was, here comes my dad. Thank God. He's going to save me. Come on, that's the way our Father God is. His running out the front door and throwing the door back and charging me was not his wrath coming at me. It was coming at the situation that was trying to hurt me. Come on, y'all see that this morning, don't you? And it was a great day in my life when I discovered that God's not mad at me. I'm telling you, you talk about some revelation, amen? And it was a great day when I discovered He wasn't mad at me and He's not mad. He's just passionate for me. He's passionate that my life be right, that my life hit the mark, that my life live on the bullseye, amen? <clears throat> you say, well, what about in the Old Testament when it seemed like God got angry and the earth opened up and swallowed up all the people and killed them? Well, that's true. God's wrath did kill a lot of people before Jesus came and died on the cross. Amen? It killed a lot of people and it hurt a lot of people. And it, God's anger burned against the workers of iniquity sometimes. The Bible says that. I'm not arguing that scripture. I know that happened in the Old Testament. I've heard all the Old Testament scriptures. I've heard the stories. I've read the stories. And, 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 and it's the, but people take that and they say, well, that's the reason why God judges people today. No, we're living in a dispensation of grace today. God's wrath isn't judging people. That's why Jesus came on the cross. Amen? I mean, you know, humanity is very weak. Come on, amen. And because the cure was so much stronger than the weakness of humanity, a lot of times when God's wrath come against the sin of man, it would oftentimes kill man in the process. Isn't that right? Come on, somebody. Amen. Doesn't the New Testament teach us that it's better to enter the kingdom of God maimed or crippled than it is to, li to, than it is to live here and spend eternity in hell? Come on. If the wrath of God was never intended to destroy man, but it was intended to destroy sin, why so many people got killed in the Old Testament? 
It's because man in his weakened condition could not handle the cure. So God sent one man that could hang on a cross and handle the cure. And even though it would kill him, he was going to get back up from it. My God, come on somebody. That's a reason to shout this morning. Ooh, so when wrath came at man that had sin, the wrath came and it judged sin. Because man was in sinful condition, the wrath would oftentimes kill man. The intent of wrath is to destroy sin. And man in sinful condition just didn't survive the intent of the wrath. They'd oftentimes get burned up in it. But it was never the intent of God to destroy man with wrath. Amen? But in pre-Christ civilization, wrath did end up killing people. Because of man's sinful condition. That's why Jesus had to come. Amen? Alright, Romans 8 verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. In other words, the law of Moses, the code of conduct. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, Jesus judged it. He judged it. Amen. Jesus judged the disease. Verse 4 says that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Somebody say, their minds. This is key, ladies and gentlemen. Don't miss what I'm about to tell you. Say, their minds. On the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life in pieces. So how do I get free from the penalty of sin? That's the question. Can I tell you the answer? It's in your mind. Come on. So I say it's in my mind. It's what I reckon to be so. That word reckon in the New Testament is the word away. It means to logically Conclude. It's an accounting term. It's to, it's to have a reckoning. So if I reckon that my deeds, that I'm going to live according to the flesh or according to the law, and I'm going to be good enough and have a performance-based relationship with God, if I reckon that's how I'm going to come to God, then guess what? The law of sin and death still takes effect in my life, and I still die. I still don't make it to God. Because I can never live up to the expectation of what God has in my life. Why? Because sin is in my nature. So I cannot reckon that. But if I reckon, if I reconcile, if I logically conclude that in Christ He took the penalty and the wrath of God was poured on Jesus, then the penalty was death and Jesus died so I don't have to die. He took my place. Then guess what? If my mind is after the spirit of life, then I have life and peace. It's what I reckon. I have to reckon it. I have to make my mind up that the Word of God is true and that the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has literally and completely and totally set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen? So now I have peace based on not what I do. I have peace based not on where I have gone or what I can say or, what I, or any of those things. I have peace based on what God has done because I reckon it to be true. Oh, Jesus. But if I reckon it's going to be my performance, then I've got to keep adding stuff to it. I've got to work on it. I've got to push through. I've got to try harder. I've got to pray harder. I've got to read more. Hmm? I've got to, 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 got to. 
This perspective of reckoning it to be true to God means that you move from an arena of thinking from I got to to I get to. And when you, be at, when you are in the position in your mind to say, I get to read my Bible for an hour today. I get to pray for a day. I get to go to church on Wednesday night. I get to go to church on Sunday. I get to be in the presence of saints on the weekend and in the middle of the week. I get to hear the teaching and the preaching of the gospel. I get to call people and have them pray with me. I get to spend time with God, the creator of the universe. I get to hang out with Jesus. I get to have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me with power and authority. I get to raise people from the dead. I get to heal the sick. When you move over from God to to get to, it's a whole new world, baby. Well, I gotta go down there on Wednesday night or the pastor's gonna be disappointed. No, 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 you get to. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Hi, this is Al Richards, Uncle Al, your radio pal. Join me Monday through Friday at 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. for WCNO's Community Calendar. Your nonprofit community calendar events should be sent to WCNO two weeks in advance. Our address is WCNO, 2960 Southwest Map Road, Palm City, Florida, 34990. Or email your events to WCNO at WCNO.com.